What's good, everybody? It's your boy Eric, aka That Boy Media, and this is another installment of Do Rags and Conversations. I have the great pleasure of interviewing a friend of mine that I've known for many years, and I'm so blessed and appreciative to have her in the studio in Berkeley, 94.1 KPFA Radio. And we're going to have some hot cocoa, as you can see, and some conversation. And she's a, a female creative. She's a painter, a drawer, and she's really dope at what she does. And I just had to get her on this segment. This is Do-Rags and Conversations. Respect. Not respect. Respect. Like Birdman. <laughs> the, <laughs> the creativity. Black female creatives. Welcome on, Miss Angela Douglas. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm just so, like, juiced and everything. <laughs> I'm just telling everybody, like, yo, my to meet up with my boy Eric and everything for this interview. And you you doing this radio thing. That's that's, that's dope. You Thank know? you. I, I appreciate that. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to do, like I did my first episode, I'm going to let the guests introduce themselves. So what would you like the world to know about Miss Angela Douglas? I'm a resident of Richmond. It's like actually an accident with this painting thing because I started last year and uh, I've been drawing actually since I was six years old, but I didn't really take it serious. I've been doing doodling and everything. And I remember. I remember them PB days. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember one time in high school, this boy named Gucci, we used to all call him Gucci and everything, and we did a drawing match and everything. And it was just funny because we were going back and forth because you know my nickname, which is Twinkie. Right, right. So right. he had the jokes about it and everything. I had jokes about Gucci Mane. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, you're going to have to tell me who this person is off camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I remember in school, like in class and everything, we used to go back and forth because he was like, yo, you know, Twinkie's this, Twinkie that. And I'm like, okay, Gucci. And the only reason why we call him Gucci is because he always said Gucci. It was annoying, you know what I mean? So he didn't actually have, like, no Gucci wear or none of that? No, he was more of a skater-type guy and everything where he just was, like, kind of like a nerdy little type guy and all that. When did you realize that this is something that this is your passion and that I have to take this more serious? Oh, my God. I fell in love with it as soon as, like, last year and last summer. I had a teacher named uh, Mr. Gordon. Really interesting. He taught me a lot about myself and everything, and I'm still learning about myself. Is this a college? Uh... Yes, I go to school at um, Contra Costa College. Okay, okay. And it's a great school. With this professor, Mr. Gordon, he taught me so much. Like, at first I was thinking, like, you know, I have to be perfect and everything, but he taught me in the long run there's no such thing as perfect. I have a lot of paintings I've messed up on, but you would never know because I learned how to fix them to a certain degree. And with me falling in love with it is when I uh, started using finger painting. Like, I did a painting with uh, the San Francisco Bridge, and I did maybe 70% of painting with my hands. Oh, wow. Like, basically, like, wiping the uh, paint on the canvas uh-huh. as, like, I'm washing a car. And the professor was like, Angela, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know how to blend. I, I don't know how to blend. Because the, the picture I had was, like, with blue, green, and yellow. And the type of blues I had, it was difficult to blend it all in at the time. So I was like, you know what, what what can I use instead of a brush? And I started using my thumbs, then it became my hands. As the journey continued and everything, the next semester I um, had them again, and I was like, oh wait, I, I'm starting to get my creative side and everything. At first he was like assigning me um, projects and everything, but then he's like, you know what, I wanna see what you're thinking. I wanna know what you gotta say. 
So I started making paintings of like everyday things I see on the, on the daily, from how I'm feeling, how I see things. And then I started talking about the community that I live in. Because I've noticed with the black community, we're not really speaking too much on it. So I started speaking different stories of my experiences and what I've seen. And a lot of people were like, oh, okay, you know, blah, blah. So I'm like a mixture of a freestyler in a way. I've followed you on Instagram for quite some time. And I like the Tupac drawing that you did. That was really a good one. I did a Malcolm X mix with it. Yeah. Now, I like that one too. That was really dope. Are those like people that you kind of like look up to or was that was something that you was just kind of like feeling at the moment? <laughs> what was going on at that particular moment when you did those particular paintings? Now it's interesting you brought that painting up because um, I had a friend who telling a, um, my idea about the painting. So basically the idea of the painting came from an essay I wrote for my English class and it was based off of police brutality. And I wrote the whole history of like the very, very beginning before police had their names as police. You know, they went by slave watchers. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, you know what? I kept thinking about it. And, and it, one day I had a dream about it. And I was like, yo, I got to tell somebody. So I thought of like three ideas. The Kunta Kente idea was basically the beginning of slave brutality, because the whole painting is based off of police brutality. So slave watchers right there, how police brutality started. Then Malcolm X, he was always talking about police brutality. He was telling how black people need to know their rights and know how to you know, move with certain things and how to prevent and how to deal with certain things when you get in contact with the police. And then with Tupac, he was an um, inspiration to young people in the early 90s and everything. And he's still a big impact to this day. And he was another victim of police brutality where he was stopped in Oakland and everything for no reason. They beat him for no reason. They criticized him because of his name. And what year was this? Shoot, 94, 95, I'm not really sure. Okay. A lot of people don't know that the reason why we have police today is really, and I might catch some flack for this, but just keeping it 100, the reason why we have police is really to mm -hmm. protect white people from black people. That's, That's what it really was all yeah. about. You know, that when you go back all the way into slave times, mm -hmm. it was slaves outnumbering the the slave owners. Yes. So that's the reason why they created the enforcement because they knew that if these slaves of course, yes. got, all got together, yeah. it was going to be some problems, you know? So like people don't understand that. So I'm glad that you kind of breaking down the history of why you chose them in particular. Yeah. And then the other thing too, I like to mess with people's minds. So with these three different characters, these are, these characters have nothing really in common, but they spoke on one truth thing that black people needed to know about. And that's what drew me to them. Like I had a dream about all these three characters and I was like, oh my God, I gotta draw this out. And then the whole painting is like, I threw everyone off, I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> like, oh, for real? Yeah. People wasn't expecting that. Not even that, it's like the three characters I had, a slave, an activist, and I had a rapper on there. They were like, what do they have in common and everything? They have nothing in common. I mean, I was like, you know what? I told them the whole breakdown of what I told you. And they're like, oh, wow, that's mind blowing. I was like, yeah. So I feel like I just mess with people's minds with that one. And then with the background, I made it the African flag. And with that um, flag, I put all the names of the victims that was, you know, killed or victims of police brutality. And with this painting, I'm not gonna lie, I was testing a lot of people. 
and a, a close friend of mine was saying you know you know you're gonna um, be in trouble with this one right and a lot of people are gonna feel very sensitive about it some people may feel very against it and who I, are these people white people okay <laughs> Um, and a lot of older people that, you know, maybe our grandparents age because um, Tupac has a tattoo on his um, stomach that says 50 N's word. And it was an AK-47. And I didn't really peep that. I, I wasn't really thinking. I'm like how I draw things and how I paint things. I draw what I see. I'm not going to hide the truth about what I see. When I had an art show that came up a couple months ago and everything, I presented it. My mentor is like maybe in her 60s someone pointed it out that Tupac had a tattoo that had that word and she's like oh I have to take this I'm painting off the um the show and everything because this is too vulgar this is too much and da 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 and I was like excuse me she told me how she felt I said well you know what this is the truth you know what I mean I'm not one of those type of black people who's not ashamed to you know, put out whatever is out there and everything. And I made this painting for a reason. I want not just African-Americans to know their history, but I want all people of color, including white people, to know where we came from. It doesn't matter if you get offended by it. It's the truth. If it wasn't for us, it wouldn't be America. Right. And that's facts. That's actual facts. Tatiana Jefferson, and I'm doing Lab Exercise 5. I am um, I'm born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. And, uh, and, and, and we still live in Fort Worth, Texas. And a young 28-year-old lady, young girl by the name of Tatiana Jefferson was shot and killed in her home by a policeman. And I'm just asking that we send up prayers for her family and for his. And I'm asking that we send up prayers for that eight-year-old little boy that saw that tragedy. And we just lift them up and I ask you to pray with us that we will just pray grace and mercy over their lives in the name of Christ our King. Thank you. creative in the Bay Area? 
a lot of people see like okay like they see I mean so like when I say pros mm. I, I mean like what are some of the well, the, I mean, the rewards of being a black female creative in the Bay Area. Well, I mean, I get to share my visions and everything. I get to meet to new people. Meet new people, excuse me. I get to network. The whole thing is like for the past year and everything, I've been learning how to network. I've been doing certain things with mentors and everything. But then I had to learn, like, you know, and maybe I should go on my own. I'm not trying to say that I'm being ungrateful for what they've done because they did open the door for me. But you're trying to take it to the next level. Yes, and where they are is they don't know too much about technology and social media. Right. So exactly, um, <laughs> exactly. So I was like, you know, I have to learn my own. You know, even if I fall, I got to get back up and figure something out. And that's what I've been doing. That's what I love about what I've been doing lately. A lot of people have been giving me a lot of positive feedback and everything. And a lot of people who seen what's going on with the last painting with the Tupac situation, they were like, you know what? Don't let that get to you. Just keep telling you what you're doing. And I mean, it's amazing. I, I love the fact that I get so much love from even strangers. You know what I mean? Like people who don't even know me, they're like, oh my God. Like the very first time I, I did my very first show, I did the Kid and Play with Martin yeah, that Lawrence. Dope. That was dope. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> this woman really made my spirit just glow, just get bigger and made my ego bigger. And when I meet my dad, it's like, she asked me, why do you make big, why do you paint on big canvases? I was like, you know what? It fits my personality. I have a big personality and everything. Don't get me wrong, I do small paintings and stuff, but with big paintings, it's like, a plasma screen TV, you could see it right up and loud and everything up. Basically, when I was having that show and everything, the, um, a white woman came up to me. I don't know who she is. So she asked me, hey, how much are you charging for that um, painting? I was like, um, not knowing at the time, I, I didn't really have that much knowledge on the sales. So I was like, oh, you know, maybe a hundred bucks. She looks at me crazy like, you gotta be kidding me. No, this is worth maybe $500, $600. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, Look at all the characters you, you just made. These are all stars that you made as a cartoon. It is an original. You just did something that no one else ever done. And that's facts. And then, thank you. And the fact that like when I would, when I looked around in the show and everything, everyone's doing the same thing. Um, landscaping and, you know, pictures of whatever. And I was like, you know what? And I'm the only one who stuck out. Like I'm doing a 90s theme look. And it's like, when you first go in the room, you see my painting, it's just like loud. <laughs> it's like right in front of your face, you know? And I was like, I see something coming up. But the con, the con is being misunderstood. I mean, like with the last painting I told you, I knew I was gonna get people mad. I knew I was gonna like test like test a couple buttons and everything, but I did not realize I was getting that type of feedback like that. Even my grandmother was like, what is this? Why'd you do that? And I told her, and she's like, well, you can't do that. I was like, you know what? I got to stand by my painting. I did this for a reason. I kept dreaming about it, visualizing it. And with that being said, that's how I knew it was meant for me to bring it out there and stuff. So, I mean, if anyone hears me and you see the painting and all that, I apologize for being black. <laughs> no, you don't have to apologize for being black. I'm sick and tired of having to apologize. This is who I am. This is what God made me. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like it, you can go shove it somewhere. As far as I'm concerned, I am black and I am proud and I don't give a damn about what nobody else has to say. And this is why I created Do Rags and Conversations. Yeah. So black and brown people can use their art their way. <laughs>
we're always constantly suppressed on how to do certain things a certain way. Mm. It's too much creativity in the world. God gave us these creative minds. Mm. So why do I have to fit it into a box? Mm. Because you don't like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's true. Keep it pushing. The reason I say I apologize for being black is the fact that like, People just take it as like I'm trying to offend people for like just for the obvious reasons. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, I can't apologize for my skin tone. Right. I can't apologize for how I walk and how I talk and everything. That's just how I am. I was born this way. Right. You know what I mean? But some people just take it as okay, like I'm just doing things to just you know get under the skin or just offend them. That's what I mean by that. Mm. But I mean, I, I mean, but it's the truth. Like you said, this is the stuff that we go through. And we've been conditioned for so long mm -hmm. that now we got white folks telling us, turn the other way if mm. you see something going on. You know, we've been so conditioned. We're not even focused on the reality of what's going on in our world. And we have to focus on our reality because we have mm. kids in this generation that's coming up going to be facing this. And that's going to be looking at this so you have to explain the reality of it mm. you know you can't be naive and that's one of the things uh growing up in the bay area yeah. is that i was never really taught the reality of certain things i didn't right. learn like racism and all that kind of stuff until like i got maybe it's a high school yeah you know but times are crucial and the critical and the way that black and brown people is dying we got to tell the truth no, and I appreciate real. that. I appreciate that you're using your art in a really cool, nostalgic-type way. Yeah. And you're getting your message out. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. It's like a blessing, you know what I mean? Because I can't rap, I can't sing, but it can show you how I'm feeling. That's a, that's a blessing about painting and drawing. You can express and show the next person what you see and everything else. But, yeah, being... A black woman in America, right. people don't see it as like, okay, we have it bad and everything, but we do have our moments where we have, well, actually, I think we always have it bad. Right. You know Absolutely. What I mean? That's what Malcolm X said. Black women are the most disrespected, most dishonored let people me, in America. Like, let me tell you something. I just, um, I noticed myself, I did a research on it. So when it comes to the black community, right, mm -hmm. I feel like black men have the op like more of the privilege in the community because if they get killed right mm -hmm. you're gonna hear more about a black man being killed other than a, a black woman oh, hell no. i mean the only person you've really heard that much about is sandra bland tatiana jefferson that's a big case in texas that part too but what about the other black women there's mm -hmm. been thousands of black women who's been killed under the fact that with the police and mm -hmm. different reasons. There's 64,000 black women missing and nobody's really said anything about it. Exactly. Why is that? Right, right. You know, and I feel like that's not fair. Right. You know. But is that more of a gender issue or is that really a more of a black issue? Because we've been taught as a society that women are really second and the man is first. So like, I, you have really great valid points. Yes. And I, you're not the first to, to feel that way. But you know, is that more of a, a gender perspective or is that really more of a, a racial perspective? I think it's both, honestly. But the whole thing is like, yeah, women do come second in every in race and right. everything, especially when it comes to the Chinese and everything, not to cut, like change the subject, but the fact that they come to second. It's just tradition no matter what. Right. You know, and I feel that's not fair. It needs to change. You know, we're all humans. We right. all have rights. So why does a black woman have to be second? Right. You Absolutely. Know? I agree. 
And that's why I decided to do a show on black female creatives to show that I see that there's black women in the community that's doing great things yes. and that showcase them and that's uplift them in a more positive light. So we got to wrap this interview up. All right. I want to say thank you for coming through. Oh, yes. You had some pleasure. really great key points that I really appreciate it. Mm. So how can people get in contact with you? And if people want to buy those paintings, <laughs> yes. what can where can they go and, you know, all of that good stuff, social media, all that good stuff? Well, my Instagram name is art underscore is underscore life 415 on Instagram. And if you want to find me on Facebook, my name is Mae Douglas. Let me spell that for you. M-E-I-D-O-U-G-L-A-S. Okay. Douglas. And if they want to buy some of your paintings, they can do it through Instagram? Yeah, they can do either one. They can go on Instagram and DM me, and the page is uh, free for anyone to look at. Okay. And my Facebook's the same way, too. So I have a show coming up next um, next month. It's supposed to be a show for African-American art. If you guys are um, around in Richmond and everything, we're supposed to have a show at Richmond Art Center. Okay, yes. for sure. So uh, for more information, I'll let you know about it. Okay, for sure. And I'll be part of the show. Okay, for sure. Check Miss Angela Douglas out. And uh, one more last question before you go. What okay. advice would you give to a, a young black girl or brown girl um, if they want to become a, a female painter? Don't stop. Keep going. Doesn't matter how many times you mess up on it and everything. Keep going. Because you can learn so much about yourself with those little mistakes. Absolutely. Yes. And on that note, this is Do Rags and Conversations, Black Female Creatives. I had the pleasure of talking to Angela Douglas. It's a blessing. And uh, support those paintings. Uh, DM her. Check her out on Instagram. Like I said, she's a great friend of mine. And much success to you. And thank you. Thank you for coming through. It. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, you guys. Peace, love, coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs>